You're listening to the Murder Speaks Podcast, the show that spills the tea about true crime. Here's your host, Wendy Hinbest. Hey, welcome back to Murder Speaks. I hope everyone's having a great week. So today's real crime story is about 54-year-old Gail Islieb of Manchester, Connecticut. She was born in Rumford, Maine, and she was married to Douglas Islieb of Tolland Turnpike. She was a mother of three. She had a son and two daughters, and she was a grandmother. She worked at Walmart in the shoe department. On the rainy night of April 30th, 1996, after working the night shift, she drove her Jeep Cherokee home. At 10.50 p.m., she drove into her driveway, and she was shot in her driveway. The windows on the driver's seat were shot out, and there was glass everywhere. She was found unresponsive, slumped across the front seat of her Jeep. Her left hand was by her temple. When police tried checking her pulse, her hand fell away lifelessly. She received seven gunshot wounds, five of them to her head, three of them from very close range. She also had defensive gunshot wounds to her left hand. There was no weapon found at the crime scene. Her husband, Doug, was a person of interest. The police arrested him because he was in possession of a small caliber gun. He was taken to the police headquarters. He tells police he heard his wife sounding the horn and he heard gunshots. He tells police that he saw a light-skinned person standing beside Gail's car. He ran back inside and called 911. Somebody shot at my wife. She drove into the driveway, and I heard she, she started blowing the horn. I heard shots. Wife? Uh, at the car? Yeah. And she drove in your driveway? Yeah. This is 1089. Detective Paul Lombardo was the lead detective. Two witnesses described a small vehicle speeding away from the house. The police realized Gail's husband was telling the truth about the description at the crime scene. Gail's daughters noticed she started behaving weird. She put blankets over her windows. Somebody was stalking her for six months. The police interviewed people she worked with. The manager tells police that 25-year-old Tyrone Montgomery might have killed her. Gail made a complaint because Tyrone was harassing her at work, but she didn't say anything to her family. Tyrone wanted to date her. He was obsessed with her, and he became angry when she didn't accept his advances. 
Hey, don't forget to check out crystalkiss.com for my murder merch. Cool designs for all of you true crime addicts. If you live in the U.S. and buy three or more items, you'll get free shipping. Use discount code MURDER15, that's MURDER15, and save 15% on your entire order. Check out my YouTube channel, Murder Speaks. The link is in the show notes. He would sit in his car and wait for her to get off work. A detective went to Tyrone's house, and there was a small vehicle at his house. Police seized his car. On May 2nd, 1996, police obtained a search warrant for Tyrone's impounded car. They found a knife, an ice pick, makeup, women's clothes, duct tape, latex gloves, a cake dish, and three handwritten notes. They found a love letter for Gail. They analyzed the handwriting and confirmed it was Tyrone's. The police obtained a second warrant. Police confirmed that Tyrone had purchased a twenty-two caliber rifle days before the murder and made a to-do list that included killing her husband Doug with an ice pick. The notes showed that Tyrone planned to disguise himself as a woman and get into Gail's house with a phony story about returning a cake dish. One day after the murder, Tyrone called in work. He was acting sad about Gail being dead. He tells the manager that he just found out that Gail was dead and that he's at the hospital in Hartford. The police race to the hospital and he tells police that he wants to kill himself because Gail is dead. The police tell Tyrone that they think he killed her. He tells police that he didn't have anything to do with it and that he didn't have the gun anymore because he sold the gun to somebody in Hartford. But the police didn't believe his story. There was glass embedded in the bottom of his shoes and there was glass all over the crime scene. The police searched Tyrone's house and in the basement, Tyrone put together a shooting gallery. He was test firing a gun and there were several 22 caliber shell casings. They found an invoice for books he purchased about how to commit a murder. While in the hospital, somebody heard Tyrone on the phone setting up his alibi. One of his co-workers knew that Tyrone hired somebody to kill Gail's husband. Gail left work close to 11 p.m. to go home. Tyrone was following her. She turned into her driveway, and Tyrone exited his vehicle carrying a 22 caliber rifle. Gail activated the automatic garage door, and she started to sound her horn for several seconds. Tyrone started shooting his weapon. While Doug was calling the police, Tyrone sped off in his car. Tyrone did not plead insanity. Even after his arrest and in the subsequent trial, Tyrone maintained his innocence and stuck to his plea of not guilty. But he was found guilty of felony murder and sentenced to 65 years in prison without parole. Former detective Paul Lombardo worked on the case for four days. Apparently, Tyrone called Paul Lombardo several years later and admitted to shooting Gale. Tyrone Montgomery is currently incarcerated in the McDougal Walker Correctional Institution in Suffield, Connecticut. He is eligible for release in 2061. Well, Tyrone obviously had mental issues. And for everybody out there who knew Gail, I'm very sorry for your loss. Thank you so much for joining me on this week's episode of Murder Speaks. I hope you enjoyed it. 
Follow me on Instagram and Twitter. I put my socials in the description notes. Please like and subscribe. And if you liked it, please share it. Sharing is caring. Join me again on Murder Speaks. Thanks. Bye.